0: It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather, and he who controls the weather will
1: control the world. Natural weather is now no more. Rising temperatures are intensifying California's atmospheric river. This report states as storms get warmer and wetter, the state's flood control system is struggling to keep up. Climate change, the report says, is supercharging floods and droughts. Let's correct that headline. Climate engineering weather warfare operations are supercharging. An already broken global climate system. Climate intervention operations are the single most destructive and dangerous human activity, short of nuclear annihilation which is likely also on the near-term horizon any and all so-called climate science experts so-called meteorologists so-called elected public officials or matrix media minions that deny the ongoing shockingly obvious climate engineering atrocities are either criminally ignorant or lying take your pick this is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the end of the world as we know it broadcast, commercial-free, non-political, and covering the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. Let's connect more puzzle pieces. Moving on. The climate engineers have long since controlled the spigot, not nature. Record drought and deluge scenarios are the hallmark of climate engineering operations. And for those that wrongly interpret what I just stated as a denial of other forms of human damage to the planet and the climate system, that's not what I'm saying, nor have I ever said or even implied that. The unfolding abrupt climate collapse is not a this or that scenario. It's a this and that equation. All forms of human activity that interfere with and thus damage the planet's life support systems are a part of the problem. Let's take a moment to cover a historical example of the climate engineers controlling the flow of rain. Project Popeye. Over 50 years ago in Vietnam was so successful at controlling precipitation that it led to the InMod treaties of the 70s. That's environmental modification treaties. The smoke and mirror environmental modification treaties forbid weather warfare between nations. Not that any country actually cared about the restriction, but the INMOD Treaty of the 70s did not restrict any signature countries, over 50 of them, from waging weather warfare on their own populations. Climate apocalypse definition. A climate apocalypse, also called a climate dystopia and climate-induced collapse, among other names, generally denotes a predicted scenario involving the global collapse of human civilization and potential human extinction, rather inevitable on the current course, as either a direct or indirect result of anthropogenic, i.e. human-caused climate change, and in the current case, the appropriate term is abrupt climate collapse. That's the appropriate scientific term for what is unfolding now. It's not somewhere off over the horizon. It's kicking the front door in now. Now. Many academics and researchers have long since concluded that, in actuality, unless a major course correction is immediately implemented, most or all of Earth will be rendered uninhabitable as a result of extreme temperatures, severe weather events, an inability to grow crops, and an altered composition of the Earth's atmosphere, and let's not forget a ubiquitous contamination of the entire planet. All of this is unfolding now apocalyptic impacts of climate change and ecological breakdown. Severe impacts of climate collapse can and are combining, including with climate-unrelated concurrent risks such as worldwide pollution, as I mentioned a moment ago, fragility, resource depletion, political disenchantment, poverty, wealth inequality, and biotechnology risk to result in a confluence of Developments that cause a drastically aggravated impact on societies and humanity multiple concurrent crises are sometimes referred to as a perfect storm Climate change may also be considered as a threat multiplier And Let's not forget the military document Owning the weather in 2025 in which weather warfare is referred to as a force multiplier Connect those dots All of this exacerbates existing trends, tensions, and instability. Climate-related factors of a potential collapse include famine, as stated, crop loss, drought, extreme weather, hurricanes, floods, again, geoengineering, and drought deluge scenarios are inseparable. War, a.k.a. global conflict, caused by scarce resources and, of course, resulting conflicts from that scenario, systemic risks relating to Migration, a.k.a. climate refugees, famine, disease, and other factors. All of it coming to a location near you. And soon, very soon, denial will no longer be an option. About the atmosphere, accelerated warming and climate collapse reduces the capacity of the oceans to absorb oxygen. Biomarkers and geologic evidence suggest that oxygen Deprived oceans resulting from high carbon dioxide concentrations and related ocean acidification was a major factor in the five previous mass extinction events in Earth's history. Geoscientists have found that anaerobic microbes would have thrived under these conditions and produced vast amounts of hydrogen sulfide gas. Hydrogen sulfide is highly toxic, and its lethality increases with temperature, It's not just coming, it's already happening. This is a part of the mass methane releases that are already happening on the seafloor. On this point, watch for headlines of a rotten egg smell, especially along coastlines, and we have already seen such headlines. Hydrogen sulfide is heavier than air. The methane migrates into the atmosphere and starts to cover the planet like a layer of glass, triggering a methane buildup feedback loop, and the hydrogen sulfide stays on the surface because it's heavier than air, so it floats... In two regions, as it has coastal cities, we've already seen these types of headlines. And what do the local authorities say? We don't know what it is. Nothing to worry about. Go back to sleep. This is a harbinger of a planet that's hurling toward a lifeless state. The exposure to hydrogen sulfide can cause irritation to the eyes and respiratory system. It can also cause apnea, headache, weakness, irritability, insomnia, stomach upset, coma, convulsions, dizziness, and death. Back to the hydrogen sulfide scenario. Once a critical threshold of this toxic gas has been released into the atmosphere, it will radically accelerate plant and animal extinctions, both in the ocean and on land. And of course, we're already there from countless other factors as well. 80 to 90% insect population decline, not coming here now. 70% of Earth's wildlife populations have perished in the last 40 years, and that rate is accelerating radically. Plant, animal, and insect extinction rates combined. Two to three hundred species of plant, animal, and insect being lost to extinction every single day. 15,000 times the background rate. That's a million and a half percent of normal. The release of methane and hydrogen sulfide is damaging the ozone layer along with the ongoing climate intervention operations, which involve not only the dispersion of toxic elements into the atmosphere, but the Frequency, transmission, manipulation of these elements, again, combining all of these factors, damaging the ozone layer. We're now getting very harmful levels of not just UVB, but we're getting UVC on the surface. GeoengineeringWatch.org works directly with a former NASA contract engineer to meter UV radiation levels with state-of-the-art equipment, which we supplied him. And while all of this is unfolding and accelerating, what do we see on Matrix Media TV? One drama after another, scripted political theater, polarizing personalities designed to divide, distract, and polarize populations. To put the existential threat of a collapsed ozone layer, functionally collapsed ozone layer, into perspective, the thickness of the ozone layer which allows life to exist on the planet, if it was condensed to a single molecular level, is about the thickness of two dimes. Think about that. That's what allows us to live on this planet. And even though the sun feels incredibly hot on our skin, on surfaces, we have unobstructed sunlight, and even though climate engineering continues to rage in our skies, further degrading the ozone layer, the vast majority are completely clueless, willfully so, eyes wide shut. Deformities found in fossil spores in Greenland provide evidence that this may have occurred, During the Permian extinction event, ozone layer functional collapse, at the end of the Paleocene and Triassic eras, mass extinctions occurred at carbon dioxide concentrations of around 1,000 parts per million. And yes, too much CO2 is bad. Of course, it's necessary for life on Earth, but too much, especially too fast, is highly detrimental. Example I've given so many times, water. We can only survive two or three days without it, but Go 10 feet under and see how long you live. Not very long. You can't just completely alter atmospheric chemistry. Not just alter, but contaminate. A cocoon of toxic elements now surrounds our planet that's being bombarded with highly devastating frequency transmissions to manipulate these particulates. We live in a toxic fishbowl, and we're not going to live much longer if we continue On this path, and in regard to the CO2 concentrations, as covered in a previous broadcast, available data and science indicates that if we reach the 1,200 ppm, parts per million, threshold, the planet's cloud-making ability may fail. Currently, although CO2 is officially stated as 420 parts per million, if we add methane, nitrous oxide, and other greenhouse gases, the CO2 equivalent is over 800 parts per million. Again, at 1,200 parts per million, it is believed the planet's cloud-making ability will fail. At that point, game over. So back to the climate intervention operations and the pharmaceutical industrial treatment for planet Earth to fill the sky with highly toxic, atmospheric-destroying, sun-blocking particles. How could that possibly seen as anything other than a death sentence, not just for the human race, but for the entire web of life? And we're run, this whole planet is run by the criminally insane money printers who control military machines whose ranks are filled with the morally bankrupt criminals that will say or do anything to achieve some level of power. And all the while we are hurling toward near-term planetary omnicide. About mass extinction, let's add a little more perspective on this front. The Earth is currently undergoing... Again, it's sixth mass extinction event as a result of human activity, and during the Permian-Triassic extinction events, 250 million years ago, Earth was approximately six degrees C hotter than the pre-industrial baseline. At that time, 95 percent of living species were wiped out, and sea life suffocated due to a lack of oxygen in the ocean, and soon to be an atmospheric oxygen depletion as well, happening right now on planet Earth. Atmospheric oxygen content is plummeting because plankton populations are crashing. The forests have become carbon sources instead of carbon sinks. So many factors that are causing this are directly related to climate engineering. That is not to downplay all the other forms of human activity. We have been unimaginably horrific stewards of planet Earth, but climate intervention operations are preventing the planet from responding to the damage done. The few Arctic scientists that are actually telling the truth about what's unfolding have already concluded that due to dozens of self-reinforcing climate feedback loops like seabed methane release, which I just covered, we may face a runaway climate collapse scenario that is so severe, terrestrial temperatures could rise by as much as 15 degrees C by the end of this decade. If this happens, there won't be any need to worry, as all of us, and most, if not all, of life on Earth will be long gone. How many are wholly focused on the unfolding bank collapses? More on that in a moment. But first consider that, of course, governments around the globe are and have long since been engaged in covert climate engineering projects, a climate engineering Manhattan project. Covert only in the sense that the vast majority have eyes that cannot see, trained from birth to see only what they're told to see. Forgive me for a momentary rant, I'll keep this short, but this is the road we are on. This is our collective extremely near-term destination, planetary omnicide, short of a complete and immediate course correction, and clearly, this is what it will take before the vast majority of Americans start to care about something other than football games, fast food, material acquisitions, and matrix media scripted, polarized, distract, divide, and conquer political theater. Other first world populations are suffering from the same epidemic of normalcy, bias, and Stockholm Syndrome. Populations that have also been shielded from reality for far too long, and thus are an autopilot, eyes wide shut, with absolutely no clue of the tidal wave of total collapse that's looming over their collective heads. Nearly the whole of the human race, like the famous photo of the Sri Lankan man standing on the beach, staring out at the receding ocean, clueless of his fate as the tsunami was almost upon him. As I've tried to warn for so many years on so many broadcasts, biosphere collapse has beat the controllers to the proverbial intersection. They, the controllers, are now more desperate and dangerous than ever before. As unfolding events begin to awaken populations from their former comatose state, the predator-parasite class can and will play their cards, and they hold many. The branch is already well past the breaking point. On any given day... And from many potential directions, our collective reality can be completely capsized by the controller class. And never forget this. They, the money printers, could not do what they are doing without the active or passive support of a majority population. We have seen the enemy, and he is us, unfolding and accelerating global ecological collapse will And is forcing the implosion of the so-called global economy, which was never sustainable, not even close. More accurately, military-industrial so-called societies were and are doomed to mathematically certain near-term self-annihilation. On that note of good cheer, some case in point headlines. First, this from Mother Jones Journal. Why didn't regulators see Silicon Valley banks collapse? How do we know they didn't see it? They just didn't mention it. From Harvard University, this, more turbulence likely ahead after bank collapses. That's a gross understatement. From Forbes.com, this, bad news for banking. Why more trouble is coming? Again, immense understatement. The banking collapse very soon will be the least of our worries. Next, from ABC News, the market is telling us something very bad is coming. Yes, that is true. From CNN, America's biggest problem is its politics, not its banks. That headline so far off base, I don't really know where to start in addressing it. From the Foundation for Economic Education, this, the coming financial collapse of Social Security. Those are just examples. There are many, many more. And Our U.S. mainstream matrix media says nothing ever about the unfolding global collapse of habitat on which all of our lives completely and totally depend. If all of that sounds bad, consider and remember that it's only a bump in the road in comparison to the about-to-hit-with-full-force-abrupt-climate-collapse being further fueled by global climate-engineering a.k.a. weather warfare operations. And all of that doesn't even take into account the nuclear power plant meltdowns and nuclear war, both of which are also on the roster. And even now, the mass deception continues. The facade that global climate engineering operations are only a dangerous proposal and not an ongoing lethal reality. Of course, governments around the globe have long since deployed climate engineering operations. It's incredibly naive to believe otherwise. It is willfully blind to believe otherwise. Our filth-filled skies, grid patterns, atmospheric haze for no apparent reason, views often so obscured that it's as if there's some distant wildfire filling the skies with smoke, even in the middle of winter, when no such fires actually exist. Geoengineering is weather warfare to those that still believe our government and others exist to protect you and your posterity time to wake up they're cooling the herd at quote warp speed on countless fronts moving on from the worldeconomicforum.org this headline how much faith can we have in backup plans for the climate question mark what are the backup plans they're referring to climate engineering of course deployed Over 75 years ago, with already catastrophic results from a life-on-Earth perspective, but from the predator-class perspective, a successful weapon of war. A successful means of sickening, subduing, and controlling populations till the brutal bitter end, and all the while blaming it on nature. From France24.com, governments vet crucial UN climate science report. From that article, the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change Synthesis Report to be released on March 20th will detail observed and projected changes in Earth's climate system, past and future impacts such as devastating heat waves, flooding and rising seas and ways to halt the carbon pollution pushing Earth toward an unlivable state. First, the IPCC, which is the scientific panel referring to here, is the largest scientific panel ever assembled on any subject in human history. And their job is to pacify populations till the brutal, bitter end by downplaying the true severity and immediacy of what's unfolding. And they are tasked with covering the tracks of the climate engineers. None of their data is accurate, but it's in the opposite direction of most people would like to think. They would like to think that such panels are just some form of alarmism And I'm so tired of hearing that term referring to the true state of the planet's remaining life support systems. We face a near-term fight for life. If that's not cause for alarm, what is? Here's a former headline report from iflscience.com, a report that sounds bad but is actually far short of the truth, like so much of what we get from the so-called climate science community. Here's the headline. Chances of societal collapse in the next few decades is sky high. Modeling suggests for the report, earth civilization has a very low probability of surviving the next few decades without facing a catastrophic collapse. According to a study published in the nature journal. Again, this is the core piece of the bigger picture puzzle that the vast majority are still even now refusing to even face let alone to assimilate into their perception of reality. The U.S. government crime syndicate will never admit to the climate engineering crimes unless forced to, until the critical mass of the public looks up, until enough decide to use their God-given sense of reason and logic, until enough are willing to face reality. In the meantime, the official denial and secrecy will continue to be enforced. And for those that don't yet understand what the government secrecy is and isn't, actually about here it is government secrecy so-called classified information isn't about protecting us from the many enemies that the u.s. government has created and fueled all over the world by pursuing empire by looting plundering pillaging and polluting other countries at the point of a gun no government secrecy and classified information isn't about protecting us from self-created enemies the extreme government secrecy on so many fronts is actually about hiding truly shocking levels of government criminality from public view, from public knowledge. Unfortunately, the same public is all too willing to keep their eyes wide shut while telling themselves that they just need to keep thinking happy thoughts and everything will magically work out. Again, this question, how's that going so far? Is all of this reporting just doom and gloom? No. It's reality. And if not fully faced by a critical mass of populations, our days are numbered. About the California flooding, just as was the case with the December-January sensationalized rainpocalypse event, multiple mainstream sources showed film footage and photos from a few selected regions, most recently the same small town of Pajaro, California. Engineered winter weather warfare. Chemical ice, nucleation, cloud seeding elements. These are patented processes. Search the engineering winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more. Manipulated atmospheric moisture flows. The use of ionosphere heaters critical on that front. They can manipulate upper atmospheric wind patterns, thus moisture flows. And all of this taking their toll in the already badly battered state of California. Only just over a week ago, I was shoveling, the snow off my roof into the night, nearly 30 inches of it, while the parade of geoengineering jet aircraft could be heard in the darkened skies above my off-grid wilderness home. And now, all that snow is gone. And during this week, the intensity of the sun was exceptional. So few take notice of the extremes and the completely unnatural weather whiplash scenarios. And even after the heavily seeded storm clouds clear, the silvery white, not so blue skies, climate engineering aerosol filled skies persist, especially visible in the mornings and evenings. Now, how many stop to consider just how much toxic atmospheric pollution it takes? to murk up the skies that bad, where you look across the valley and you can't even see the mountains on the opposite side. You can't even make out the cumulus clouds above those mountains because they completely blend in with the climate engineering aerosol canopy. And as all of it settles down to the surface level, we get to inhale it with every breath we take, as many as 20 million nanoparticles in every breath. With all that in mind, new from the UK Guardian, U.S. allergy season starting earlier due to global temperatures rising, scientists say. The report says, trend sees higher pollen levels and worsened allergy and asthma symptoms. In addition to this report, consider that every other Matrix Media TV commercial is for breathing disorders. Question, is the epidemic of respiratory distress just nature being bad? With no connection to the geoengineering jets dumping tens of millions of tons of toxic nanoparticles into our skies, you decide. From ABC News, California drought. Recent storms put the, quote, nail in the coffin for drought. Again, many of the regions flooded in California were the same regions hit hardest in the first sensationalized rainpocalypse event. This report then states reservoirs are expected to fill this summer thanks to the massive snowpack The drought is effectively over in California. Really? Is it over again? I mentioned this in last week's broadcast. Does that mean the forests are going to magically come back? No. Doesn't mean that. Does that mean that all the contamination, streams, soils, all our farmland, that that contamination from the heavily seeded rain and snow is going to go away? No. Doesn't mean that either. And about the drought itself, you cannot erase For example, in my location on the east side of Lake Shasta, a shortage since 2007 of about 500 inches of rain. But headlines and reports like this are designed to pacify populations into going back to sleep, something too many are far too willing to do. And even with the combined highly sensationalized engineer rainpocalypse and snowmageddon events in California, the largest reservoir in the state, Lake Shasta, again in my backyard, is now only a bit, over two-thirds full. Lake Trinity, another of the state's largest reservoirs, is still hovering at about one-third of capacity, about 35%. Don't see that in many headlines. Again, as I stated in a previous broadcast some six weeks ago, the climate engineers completely altered the formerly scheduled weather for the U.S. from a prediction, a.k.a. schedule, of another dry year for many parts of the West to what we now have. What's What's coming? Who can say, except for the climate engineers themselves? Another headline. This one local for me from Reading.com. Here's the headline: There's something unusual about snow this year in Reading, the Sunshine City. That report by Damon Arthur of the Reading Record Searchlight. I have a long history with this author and his dedication to denying and trying to marginalize the climate engineering issue as he is told and tasked to do. In this case, I'm prone to agree with Mr. Arthur. There is definitely something very unusual about the snow in Reading, although it's becoming usual. Completely contaminated with surfactants, polymers, graphene, aluminum, barium, highly toxic snow. And as far as Reading being the sunshine city, not so much anymore. Constantly covered with a canopy of climate engineering filth. Welcome to the asylum. From msm.com, as snow records fall along the eastern Sierra Nevada, fears loom over impending snowmelt. Yes, build up the chemically nucleated snowpack and melt it. Maximum flooding. And all of it, again, rain and snow, contaminated with climate engineering elements. Search the engineering winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more. And again, this is an aspect of climate engineering that so few are willing to face and even fewer willing to talk about, even in the alternative media sources that believe they're fighting climate engineering, but are refusing to face this core part of climate engineering. That doesn't make sense to me. I'm sorry. When you are fighting against an issue, you have to acknowledge the whole truth and not just be selective about what you want to acknowledge and what you don't. The whole truth needs to be acknowledged. And engineering toxic temporary surface cooldowns is a core component of climate engineering operations. Next, powerful late winter nor'easter blankets northeast and over three feet of snow. From that report, at least one person was injured after a winter storm transformed the northeast into a winter wonderland despite the start of spring being less than a week away. This is the kind of headline the climate engineers and the controllers are working very, very aggressively to create. This is another example of an engineered and theatrically named winter storm manufactured with moisture yet again from the record warm Gulf of Mexico the record-warm Great Lakes, and the record-warm Atlantic. Let's continue with this theme from AccuWeather. An outbreak of Arctic air will mark the final days of winter across central and eastern U.S. As I go through the next report, remember and consider that manipulated and enhanced wind patterns and speeds enhance the chemical ice nucleation endothermic elements that the climate engineers are using to seed the cloud moisture with. And few seem to notice that the, quote, heavy wet snow so often begins to fall at temperatures far above freezing. As the chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding operations progress, the surface temperatures begin to drop. And there's now so often, quote, warm sides to winter storms. That's not nature. That's climate engineering. The AccuWeather report continues with this. The frigid conditions are expected to hang around into the first few days of spring as winter exacts. Some revenge on its way out the door. Again, all theaterized, this type of narrative. Gusty winds will add to the chill on both days of the weekend, but the winds can also be quite strong and locally damaging. From the Great Lakes to the central Appalachians, gusts will range between 40 and 60 miles per hour, with gusts as high as 70 miles per hour along the shores of the Great Lakes. Again, think record-warm Great Lakes-enhanced snow. More from the report, the winds will help send AccuWeather real field temperatures about 10 to 20 degrees lower than the actual temperatures. Remember that the real field, quote, temps also help create a public perception that it's colder than it actually is. Again, the, quote, real field temperature is just a wind chill. That's not the ambient temperature. More from the report, the air will be cold enough to generate bands of lake effect snow. already mentioned that around the Great Lakes, which are largely ice free. Typically there is between thirty and forty percent of ice coverage on the lakes in mid March. However, the latest data compiled by National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration suggests there is less than ten percent ice coverage. And even that, chemically nucleated. Search Lake Michigan ice balls, look at those photos, you will be shocked, and that is a direct result of chemical ice nucleation elements. The report then states a quick covering of snow and slippery conditions. Think surfactants, part of the ice nucleation mix. In the past, the report states, snow squalls have contributed to deadly multi-vehicle accidents on major interstate highways in the Midwest and Northeast. Surfactants, part of the mix. The risk of a freeze will extend across the central, southern, and northeastern U.S. this weekend. That's another benefit for the controllers of the matrix. Freeze the fruit crops, just as they started to bloom. They then say a strong area of high pressure across the central plains will push cold air and usually far south into Texas and northern Mexico, which will set the stage for cloudy and raw conditions this weekend. High pressure zone, ionosphere heaters like HARP. This is exactly the type of scenario that they can create. The report then states after a warm first half of March in Dallas, that featured temperatures almost 90 degrees which forced the blooming of many orchards daily record low and low maximum temperatures are likely to be challenged and even shattered in some cases And think of the damage that is going to do to agriculture and we see this across the board across the world at critical times, flash freezes flash floods, flash droughts flash heat waves climate engineering inseparable from all of it not denying the rest of the damage to the planet but there can be no legitimate conversation about climate anything from any perspective without first and foremost acknowledging and considering the climate engineering issue and no legitimate discussion about climate engineering without acknowledging the chemical ice nucleation surface cooldowns, aka engineering winter, which climate engineering can create. On that note, massive hail, now the norm. That's been a part of the latest round of damaging climate engineering operations. Again, chemical ice nucleation. For an example, as I stated earlier, search Lake Michigan ice balls, or better yet, review the engineering winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. If you think that the weather chaos is catastrophic now, wait a while. This is just the beginning. Climate intervention operations must be exposed and halted. The planet must be allowed to respond to the damage done on its own. This is our only chance of buying time, and the effort will take all of us. Search the Activist Suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn how you can help to move this fight forward. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the Bad News Broadcast, installment number 397, March 18th. 2023. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free nonpolitical Global Alert News Hour is now broadcast on 22 AM and FM stations throughout the country. Recordings of this broadcast can be found on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent column on the right side of the page. Geoengineering Watch wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and thus our voice in this desperate last-hour effort to sound the alarm. On that subject, if you're on our email list, please put us on your email contact book so that our mail-outs don't go to the spam files. Please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities now with over 1.2 million views on YouTube. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to the dimming by email directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube of the dimming or Global Alert News or any other Geoengineering Watch video on YouTube, please subscribe, share, and comment, all of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience. How do we reach those that still aren't looking up? Geoengineering Watch awareness raising materials can be found on our homepage. Our only goal to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward. There are very high quality printed materials with shocking images. A picture's worth a thousand words as the proverb goes. We pass these materials on for less than our total cost of producing and shipping. Our only goal to get them into circulation. We now have new Geoengineering Watch hoodies to go with our new Geoengineering Watch shirts, both with very high-quality four-color images on both sides. The images of a military jet tanker descending down over the planet and spraying. A dimming sun is in the background with this caption, Stop Climate Engineering, Investigate, and below that, geoengineeringwatch.org, so that people have a credible source of data. To investigate further, scannable business cards and bumper stickers, all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue. Waking the masses to the climate engineering onslaught is the great imperative. If we can expose it, we can stop it from the inside out by awakening those involved, including our military brothers and sisters, to what they're participating in, i.e. their own demise. And they have taken an oath to protect their countrymen from all threats, foreign and domestic, and just following orders. And pretending that what you're told is true, that this is some benevolent act or operation, that couldn't be further from the truth. It is up to our military brothers and sisters to figure out what they're participating in and to stop participating in something that is clearly illegal, immoral, and deadly. If you're willing to share a picture of yourself with a Geoengineering Watch t-shirt, perhaps at a gym, farmer's market, busy street downtown, please send us your photo so that we can post it as part of our activist compilation, which is now part of our materials page. The images encourage others to make their voices heard in this all-important battle to sound the alarm. Final mention, if you know any radio station that's interested in airing the non-political, commercial-free, global or news hour, have them contact us at admin at geoengineeringwatch.org. This battle's a team effort. If we can awaken the masses, we could yet alter the equation. My deepest gratitude to all those that are steadfastly committed to this must-win fight for all that matters. Stay tuned for more input on how you can make your voice heard. In this fight. From CBS News, California cancels salmon fishing season. The report says so few fish have been found that the state has now issued a ban on salmon fishing along the entire coast. Other forms of fishing have long since been banished. We know we lost at least 11 billion crabs further north in the Pacific. What will it take before people understand the gravity and immediacy of what's unfolding? Next headline, this is another example of industrialized, militarized society-caused carnage. Again, only an example from countless others that are constantly taking place on too many fronts to even begin to cover. From MSM.com, California will soon be covered in, quote, zombie forests, end quote, thanks to climate change. The report says the walking dead has pretty much come to life in the Sunshine State's forest thanks to global warming. They say a recent study found that Warming temperatures have created, quote, zombie forests throughout the state of California. The Sierra Nevada, which was once vast and lively, is now filled with trees that are in a permanent catatonic state. And as temperatures continue to rise, certain varieties of trees, the report says, are no longer suited to their environment. And they are therefore living a ghost-like existence. The study was led by a team of Stanford University researchers. The study estimates that over the next 80 or so years twice as many trees will likely be considered zombies. So how will California prepare to deal with these growing numbers of quote zombie forests? Question mark. Here's my question. Why did it take these so-called scientists so long to catch up to what we have stated at geoengineeringwatch.org for a decade and a half? This is exactly what we've stated on the record over and over and over. The forests are no longer carbon sinks. They're carbon sources. Because of a condition called VPD, vapor pressure deficit, one of the many consequences of climate engineering, the forests are dying. So there's less atmospheric humidity. Now, in the dry months, which cause the forest, the trees to shut their stomata, the respiratory ports, so they can't breathe, they can't absorb carbon, they can't grow. The soils are completely contaminated. I've been over that earlier in this broadcast and every other broadcast. So it's killing soil microbiome, killing root systems. We have extremely intense UV radiation that, again, is cut, causing the trees to shut their stomata, it's burning their foliage, That's burning the Cambrian layers on the trees, the living layer that feeds the trees. We have dry seasons now that are two or three times longer than the historical norm. And none of this mentioned by these so called scientists that seem to blame it on the trees for being in the wrong place. And about the statement from these so called scientists of how bad it will be in the next 80 or so years, we won't be here. That is a mathematical and statistical certainty in the current course. We will be long gone. A figure of eight years would be ridiculously optimistic, let alone 80. The so-called climate science community is mass deception at this point, nothing less. From AccuWeather, this, water disasters on both ends of the spectrum, dry and wet, are getting more intense as planet warms, study finds. The report then states the research comes as California is slammed with yet another atmospheric river this season, dumping torrential rainfall and crushing snow to a region that has spent the past several years mired in drought. It's not the past several years we've had since 2007 that's 16 years statistically conservatively the worst drought in 1200 years and they pretend that it's only a few years of drought and somehow a few rainstorms that are theatrically named will make everything better in regard to the drought deluge scenarios climate engineering single greatest factor in regard to the drought The protracted drought, we can see on satellite imagery the climate engineers cutting off the flow of precipitation to California. We're not guessing on that. And when you divert precipitation, it comes down in a deluge somewhere else. Climate engineering, core to this equation, please search the engineering drought section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Search the engineering wildfire section, the engineering winter section. Learn more about this issue. Don't just panic, go out in the street, point at the sky, and expect anybody to listen to what you have to say. You have to play chess and play it well. You have to plant a seed of credible data and let that seed sprout. That's how you further this fight. That's how you move it forward. Next headline from the UK Guardian, more water woes. Global freshwater demand will outstrip supply by 40% in the year 2030, say experts. The article says landmark report urges overhaul of wasteful water practices around the world on eve of crucial UN summit. Human survival depends on sustainable water cycles the report says and functional habitat both of which are collapsing by the day again this reminder based on all available atmospheric testing data every single drop of rain on planet earth is now contaminated and not just by any contamination by pfas forever chemicals and this doesn't bode well for life on earth more on the wider horizon in a moment but first a heartbreaking event that needs to be known. Another shocking example of the carnage that industrialized, militarized, so-called civilization is inflicting on what's yet left of Earth's remaining miraculous web of life. Freight train kills entire herd of elk in Washougal, Washington. I spent time in Washougal. So sad. To hear about this, reports as a freight train on the BNSF tracks in Washougal, Washington, on its regular route, collided with a herd of elk, killing all of them. Stated the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife, I think over two dozen were killed all at once. Moving on, let's take a moment to consider more moronic commentary from the so-called climate science community. Here's the headline. A group of scientists recently issued a plea for responsible research into solar geoengineering as if it's not been ongoing for over 75 years already. They say, a method could be deployed to deflect the sun's rays with tiny particles and limit climate change impacts. What kind of particles? This is what they suggest. One proposal would be to use thin film space bubbles floating above the planet to deflect sunlight. Then they mention again, dumping iron into the oceans to help spawn carbon dioxide-devouring phytoplankton. Went over that last week. That acidifies the ocean even further, causes massive dead zones, low and no oxygen. That's hypoxic and anoxic zones. More ways of killing off the planet faster. That's what climate engineering is. And they also remind us of these incredibly... Off the reservation suggestions, firing plumes of dust from the moon's surface to create a solar shield. Went over that in a previous broadcast. And with all these incredible suggestions of total lunacy, pay no attention to the endless parade of geoengineering jets painting our skies with toxic filth. Go back to sleep. Think space bubbles, moon dust, giant magic tarps to cover Greenland and the poles. Again, all of this from the so-called climate science community. Here's a footnote to remember, consider, investigate, and watch for. Frequency transmission signatures are extremely visible on many radar loops. The so-called weather forecasters ignore them when they appear, pretending they aren't really there. Watch for them. They're incredibly obvious once you know what you're looking for and looking at. Typically looks like bands of spokes from a central point. The central point is the transmission facility itself. Very visible. Watch for them. Now... Let's take a moment to examine an example profile of the criminals that run the matrix. From climate engineering to global conflict, all are tools of the controllers from covertactionmagazine.com. This headline, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, former member of Raytheon Board of Directors, has awarded over 30 billion in contracts to Raytheon since his confirmation in January of 2021. Raytheon, neck deep in climate engineering operations and patents. Raytheon, who does, along with Lockheed Martin, all the weather modeling, a.k.a. the scheduled weather, for the National Weather Service and NOAA, the nation's weathermen that can't apparently do it themselves. They have to be given the script, of course, from those who are actually engineering the weather. And National Weather Service and NOAA both have illegal federal gag orders on them. They can't tell the world what's actually going on. They should find the courage to do so anyway because the whole ship is sinking. Their paychecks, their pensions mean nothing at this point. We have so little time left. People these agencies need to band together, stand up, and tell the truth while it can still make a difference. From this report, Raytheon's profits have increased considerably as a result... ...of the Ukraine war. Raytheon was also the first major defense contractor... ...to sell weapons to Saudi Arabia... ...selling the kingdom over 1,000 cluster bombs... ...designed to maximize civilian casualties. Yep, the good old U.S. of A... ...spreading freedom and democracy around the world. The report continues with this... ...though Austin claims to have recused himself... ...from decisions involving Raytheon... ...the Pentagon, under his direction... ...is very clearly profiting his old company, Raytheon... ...with huge contracts on a daily basis... That's bolstering its profits and stock price. This is but a single example. There are countless others. The Matrix is a cancer of self-serving criminality. And how many blindly wave their flags even now and pretend they are patriots? Is this how we make America great again? Exactly when was America great? Yes. America wields by far the largest, most polluting military on the planet, and that's saying a lot because all military machines are doing the same. It's just a matter of scale. With the U.S. military juggernaut being bigger than the next ten biggest militaries combined. But my question, again, is this. Exactly when was America great, morally speaking? I recognize and acknowledge that there are many individually honorable men and women in the ranks of the U.S. military. But how can we not consider the ultimate motives and agendas of the criminal empire they serve? Has America spread freedom and democracy around the world? Really? Is that what the U.S. military has been doing over the last hundred plus years as it has conquered, invaded, or otherwise occupied nearly as many countries, almost a hundred, all over the world Freedom and democracy? Anyone who believes that lie needs to wake up. It's about empire and the resources needed to sustain it. Make America great again? How? By killing off what's left of the web of life? No thanks. The once thriving forests that surrounded my Northern California off-grid home are now deafeningly silent and dying by the day. The teeming with life wilderness that I trekked through in solitude for many years is completely disintegrating. Dead trees everywhere, almost no wildlife except the occasional bewildered deer or half-starved bear. The symphony of bird songs that once woke me in the mornings as I slept soundly on the forest floor are gone. Nothing, only silence. And how do the power structure program so-called patriots respond when they hear such criticism of their country, or rather the criminal cabal that controls it? They lash out without a clue. I get messages telling me that I should love my country, apparently with my eyes wide shut, or I should leave, they say. What a pitiful response from people that pretend they're patriotic and know this isn't patriotism. This is programmed blind allegiance to a criminal cabal masquerading as a legitimate government while using the U.S. military machine to loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute any country anywhere that possesses the resources the Western Empire needs to sustain itself. So to those that send me the type of comments I just mentioned, here's my response. Yes, this is my country, including the dying forests and web of life that surround me, a web of life on which my life, my children's, and all of our lives completely depend, and yet Yes I will fight to defend it till my last breath. for those who don't yet see it or comprehend it, the party's over. The brutalizing of the planet in the attempt to sustain the completely unsustainable aka the military industrial societal juggernaut of destruction is in its death throes. more headlines on weather warfare and the coming collapse. This one from SciTechDaily.com. Unprecedented wonder, tropical cyclone Freddy's record-breaking month-long journey across the Indian Ocean, wiping out third-world countries and populations in its path, back and forth. Unprecedented what this storm did. Climate engineering certainly connected to that equation. From AccuWeather, death toll soars in Malawi following destructive cyclone Freddy, as I just made mention of. From TheHill.com, this updated report, giant seaweed blob twice the width of the U.S. takes aim at Florida. From BBC, why East Antarctica is a sleeping giant of sea level rise. It's coming. Next, marine heat waves are sweeping oceans around the world. And this from the UK Guardian, ecosystem collapse inevitable. Unless wildlife losses are reversed, they're only accelerating. Are we to become paralyzed with angst and fear, thus rendering us of no use in this most critical battle to sound the alarm and turn the tide? No. Consider the following from Robert F. Kennedy. It is from countless diverse acts of courage, and belief that human history is shaped each time a person stands up for an ideal or acts to improve the lot of others or strikes out against injustice he sends forth a tiny ripple of hope and crossing each other from a million different centers of energy and daring those ripples build a current which can sweep down the mightiest walls of oppression and resistance here's some final points to ponder as the wider horizon grows ever darker There has always been tyranny amongst the ranks of the human race, and those willing to obey it. But there has also always been the few that resolve themselves to stand against the tyranny, no matter what, till the brutal bitter end. And if enough summon the courage to take such a stand, we may yet accomplish profound good even at this late hour. As stated, At the closing of the groundbreaking geoengineeringwatch.org documentary, The Dimming, any one of us could be the final pebble that triggers the landslide of awakening. This must never be forgotten. Going silently into the night is not an option. We must never yield. We must never give up. So long as we are still standing, we are not yet beaten. Reaching a critical mass of awareness is the only way forward in this all-important battle to expose the insanity in our skies and on the ground. This effort will take absolutely all of us. See the Activist Suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn specific details about how you can help to move this fight forward. Please make your voice heard. Make every day count. Time is not on our side. We must summon the courage to keep our faces to the wind and march headlong into a gathering storm. All that we hold dear is in the balance. Until next week, stay strong. This is Dane Wigginton with GeoengineeringWatch.org.